Welcome on back to the Country and Cold Cans podcast. Rolling solo once again because my uh, co-host Andy has been having to work a lot more lately. So he's, I don't know when the next time he'll be back on the show doing his co-host duties, but it will be sometime soon. But uh, as far as the podcast goes, though, we, we apologize about the length in between episodes here. We've uh, kind of had a lot going on, both with trying to set stuff up with our website and then also with our, our other day-to-day jobs as well. But I, I am excited to say we've got some cool interviews lined up um, for the beginning of next year, getting into the brand new decade of, of country music and rock and roll. But um, those are going to be exciting. I don't want to announce anyone yet just in case something falls through, but we've got some pretty cool interviews coming up you know, here shortly. But today I kind of want to talk a little bit about something that's kind of just taken country music in general, but especially the mainstream by storm, and it's really unavoidable at this point. Like, and that's just Luke Combs, man. That guy has blown up, and it's like it, he is by far the biggest thing in country music right now. Like, he's had like more success in a short amount of time than almost anyone in the history of country music, and that includes Garth Brooks. Like, the guy with after just one album, well, this one's for you, was selling out arenas, and now he's with his second release, What You See Is What You Get. He is, like, just, it's hard to get tickets to his shows. I've tried. And my mom is actually a big Luke Holmes fan. We were we mentioned the idea of getting her tickets to it, but it's just there you have to get them on the secondary market for the most part these days, and that's just, it, it gets expensive. But Luke Holmes has, like I said, he's just blown up. And it's kind of cool, you know. He's a North Carolina guy, just like me. So I'm, I'm obviously I'm pulling for him in that respect too. But Luke Combs has really kind of helped bring some substance and and just a country or sound back to the mainstream, and that's important. Like Luke Combs is one of those artists that you know the the his second record is is very aptly titled "What You See Is What You Get" because with Luke Combs, what you see is what you get. He's one of those artists that like I don't it's. I don't see how anybody can hate the guy. Like you, you he's hard not to like. I mean, he, he just comes across as genuine, just a regular dude who just is a phenomenal artist. Yeah, I'll be the first to admit that he's never going to be Evan Felker or Jason Isbell when it comes to songwriting prowess, but his songs are still smartly written with catchy melodies, and it's exactly what country music on the radio should sound like. It's very platable to people who are into, I guess, the pop country stuff more so, but it also appeals to people like me who, I'm, while I'm not a purist, I tend to listen to a little bit more independent music than mainstream music. But Luke Combs is something that I can jam to. I can't tell you how many times we've played Luke Combs' stuff at, at football games and just hanging out on the weekends, like, because it's just music almost everybody in my friend group can get behind. Like, the guy, what I really like about Luke Combs is, like, he really just, like, if you look at his newest record, he doubled down on 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 making it sound countryer than even his first one did, and the songs on it, he he finds a way of writing about simple stuff, in, in a very like I guess digestible way that's not really the way everyone else has been doing it over the last ten years. For instance, look at take the song "Refrigerator Door" of his, like. He uses something that's in all of our houses that everyone has probably grown up having pictures and, you know, their their drawings and, like, good grades and everything posted on the fridge. And he took that and made a song out of it. And it was kind of cool. He's like, that's his life right there on the refrigerator door. It's, it's little things like that that you have to appreciate about the guy. Now, I do see sometimes there are people who, who don't like Luke Combs in, in more of the 
the uh, independent fan realms. And I just like, sometimes I just am like, want to tell people just to get over themselves. Like, you don't have to love his music. You don't have to listen to it. But Luke Combs is not the problem. Luke Combs is 100% part of the solution. He's a net positive on country music. And him being the biggest artist is one hell of a lot better for country music than when Sam Hunt or even Jason Aldean or people like that were are, are, were consistently being the top guy. Like, Luke Combs has been smashing records left and right. Like, his debut record was on the um, most sold and streamed, uh, still pretty high up on the charts to this day. The only reason it's kind of starting to fall a little bit is because he released a second record. I think he's actually, he either came close or tied Shania Twain's, like, record for most cons- uh, consistent weeks at number one with, with your album. And that's phenomenal. Like his streaming numbers are through the roof. Like there, and he did it. He, I think he's one of the the artists that's kind of kind of usher in a new era when it comes to that because that's the next wave. Is people just simply aren't buying music as much as they used to. I mean, that's obvious with the sales numbers. And he and his team understood that streaming the that platform was important for an artist moving forward. He really has learned how to to maximize that, and his fan base just streams the hell out of his music. Luke Combs is one of those artists that I just, I feel like that he's opening the doors in some ways for country or material to come through too. And it's not just him. I mean, you have John Party who stuck to his guns on his, his uh, third record, I believe. Yeah, third record. And that was, I think, the best mainstream record of the year, John Party's new album. But it's opening the door for, for a rootsier artist to be able to come in. I'm not saying it's because of them, but it definitely isn't hurting the calls. Because you see a lot of Texas artists that have been uh, signing deals with mainstream labels that are actually beneficial to them. Like they're not completely losing their creative control. The the biggest name, obviously, was Cody Johnson when he signed a while back, and he released a debut record, or not his debut record, obviously, but his debut mainstream record. And it was a good record. And then we've seen Parker McCollum has signed a deal recently. Uh, Randall King has signed a deal, and he's released a couple songs now. And so it's like it's it's the ripple effect here. Like we're we're having guys like Chris Stapleton kind of blew the doors off with, like you don't have to be this uh, six foot four guy with a, a square jawline singing about trucks and tailgates in every song in order to be successful. And then Luke Combs is kind of taking it to the next level, and it really has paved the way for rootier artists to to be able to find their way in the mainstream. I really hope that radio will come around and that guys like Randall King, Randall King is, is made for like country radio. The guy's music is very like easy to listen to. He has very smartly written songs. He has a very heavy neo-traditional influence in his music that reminds you of that 1990 sound that's kind of been coming back a little bit. So I really hope he finds traction in radio with his his latest, his newest uh, debut single for the mainstream. But it all kind of comes back to guys like Luke Combs who have really been able to bring that back into fashion. I mean, you see it with Riley Green too. Like Riley Green, while I don't think is as good of a songwriter as Luke Combs, his music is is it's undeniably country. You can't get around that. So my biggest criticism of Riley Green more so than Luke Combs is sometimes he he leans on the the crutch of list like songs a little too much at times, but a list song in itself is not inherently bad. It's when it's kind of not written in a smart way and when you do it too often. And I think sometimes that happens with Riley Green, but I'm a big Riley Green fan, and I think that you know he's a net positive on country music. 
it's really we're getting nitpicky here because we've complained for better part of ten years during all the the bro contra bro country like uh, era about things you know kind of just being not good, and we're at a point now where things are pretty good in the mainstream, relatively speaking. There's it's still not the turnpike troubadours, and it never will be. But you got to take small victories where you can because when you're trying to bring country or sounding material back to the forefront. It's not an overnight thing. Rome wasn't built on a day, to be cliche about it. So these are all positives that we need to take away. And it, it kind of like gets me back to, also, it, as a little quick aside here, the whole thing with Morgan Wallen covering Jason Isbell, like, w- there's nothing wrong with that. It, one, let's two things can exist at the same time about that. Jason Isbell's version of Cover Me Up is undeniably, unquestionably better. Yes, I get people getting upset about that, but... Something else can exist at the same time, and that is that Morgan Wallen's cover was actually really good. And it's it's a great thing that Morgan Wallen has introduced other fans that otherwise maybe wouldn't have listened to Jason Isbell to Jason Isbell. He gives credit to Jason Isbell every night before he plays it in concert. Like, he was opening for Luke Combs at the Bridgestone Arena, and the entire place was, like, holding up their cell phone lights and singing along with a Jason Isbell song. Like, it just, it was surreal to see. And, it was, like, that that's just... That's the testament to when you have great songs by uh, generational songwriters like Jason Isbell and their stuff is being covered by mainstream artists. It's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. It's, it's always happened. It should happen because it. Jason Isbell, is all, he's totally okay with it. He's tweeted his support for Morgan Wallen's cover and saying that he's a good thing. And people are forgetting that Jason Isbell's getting paid now, too, off of any time... Uh, th- that gets streamed for Morgan Wallen and everything because he's the songwriter. Like, it, there's no negatives to to his stuff being covered. But rant over on that. But yeah, back to Luke Combs. Luke Combs, like, if I, his newest record, I really liked it even a lot better than the first one because, like I said, I think he doubled down on on like a country or sound, which I think is a great thing. But if you look at like the songs, like I said, Refrigerator Door does that uh, kind of talks about something simple about how you know things in our life is, is is up on the refrigerator door like childhood moments and and little drawings you did for your family like that that was a cool way of writing that song then another personal favorite of mine on that is reasons i don't know why i love that song but i do ever since i heard a live full version uh full band version of it on youtube like i just think that's a phenomenal like song but i'm also into bummer jams and it's kind of a bummer jam but then you have Dear Today. Like Dear Today is one of those things is it's it's cool the way he wrote a song about talking about how you need to get your stuff in order now coming from like tomorrow. Like the like it's in a narrative sense of tomorrow's talking to you today and how you need to st- stop like taking things for granted and kind of get your act together pretty much. Like that was a that was a cool way of him writing that song. And obviously as an Eric Church fan like does to me it was kind of cool to see those two singing together on a track. His record there was only one or two that I just I think that it could have been left on the cutting room floor and it would have been a better album overall for it. The only one that I really think that probably should have been was um, All Over Again. I think All Over Again, um, it, it's pretty much just a, a rehash of Hurricane. Like I said, that's just one that I I do think that one could have been left off. I think that's kind of a weak track. It, it's... It has kind of that snap track, kind of like um, drum machine sound at the beginning that I'm not a big fan of. Um, I 
everything on this record, though, for the most part, was sounds very organic. You can tell it's people playing real instruments, singing real songs. And it, it's, he plays it safe down the middle because, I mean, that's kind of the artist he is. I mean, what was it Hank Williams said? You know, let's keep it vanilla, boys. That's kind of what Luke Combs does, but Luke Combs does that well. And it's resonating with people. I mean, but it's like, it's good that that's what's resonating with people. And it's not like dumb music. You don't feel dumb for listening to Luke Combs. Luke Combs' music is very feel good, but he also has some deeper material, some sad songs mixed in. I mean, for instance, like Every Little Bit Helps is a is a fun, upbeat song about dealing with a breakup. <laughs> and like it, it's songs like that that you, you sometimes you need those lighter sounding songs because everything doesn't have to be so heavy. And Luke Combs isn't that artist that everything's going to be heavy. He's not trying to win a Grammy for as a singer songwriter like album of the year kind of thing. Like his music is meant for the masses, but it's it's meant for the masses and is done in a smart way. And I think that's the that's kind of the overall impact that Luke Combs has had on country music that is is going to be important going forward. I'm excited to see what his career has in store for him and what. We all know that the mainstream is a copycat game, so if the copycat's going to be watered-down versions of Luke Combs, that's better than watered-down versions of Sam Hunt, and I think we all should be able to agree on that. But, I mean, I'm unapologetically a Luke Combs fan, I'll admit that, but I, I just think that, you know, people kind of need to get over themselves a little bit because he's a he's a net positive for the genre of country music, and if we have more stuff sounding like him, I'm all for it, so, but... It's kind of like my my initial kind of just random thoughts on Luke Combs and his impact on country music, but so I'm probably going to be doing a few more of these that were just kind of as some tie up some housekeeping stuff with the podcast. Um, I'm probably going to be doing some more of these that would be shorter in length than our than our interviews or some of our uh, podcasts when it's both me and Andy here. But when it's just me, I'm probably going to do some shorter just you know my random thoughts on things going on within country music. But um, but yeah, I mean that takes care of this episode of Country and Coke Hands, and I'll see you next time.